Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch's sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com code odyssey. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh, hey, Mimi. Oh, hey, Gigi. When you're driving around, just seeing the town. Sitting bored at home, feeling all alone. Fill up the glass, pick out a glass. We got the tea, we got the sauce. Get queerified. Okay. Yeah. Let's get queerified. Hey, you're listening to Queerified, and this is Gigi Gorgeous. And I am Mimi, currently in Canada, the homeland of our very special guests. On Queerified, you'll hear from the best of the LGBTQIA community. And like today, our greatest allies. Before we get started, please remember to call into the Queerified hotline at 1-844-QUERIES. That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. I love giving you advice. She graced your movie theater covered in hot wax. She was your favorite girl next door. Today, we're lucky just to have one of her 24 hours. She's been listed as one of the sexiest in the world. And we were sad to see happy endings actually end. And her husband just scored a grand slam serve in the end zone of the hockey rink out of the park 40 love. Dion Phaneuf? Duh. Please welcome Gigi's first crush. Alicia Cuthbert. All right, we are here with the one, the only, the girl next door herself, ah! Alicia Cuthbert. Ah! Hi. Well, you look gorgeous as ever. Thank you. I love that we're our pink. We got a pink matching thing. Yes, and we didn't even plan no, it. No, you look was... fresh off the plane from Paris on your fresh vacation. Bonjour, bonjour. Comment ça va? <laughs> oh my God. We look like we just came back from Paris, and I love it. I love that. Truly, I, you literally look so stunning. Oh. So Thanks. you are you're pretty far along with your pregnancy right oh my now, huh? Gosh, too too far to be here. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like just over seven months now, so wow. I still have. I know I still have a little ways to go, but um, but I'm starting to feel it now. It's that last few months that are really, especially when you're tiny like me. It's like so tedious and treacherous. Your body just is is just going through it. You know. Yeah. So you're five foot. Like you're really small, and I've got the flat shoes on because I like this with this belly. Like I can't, I can't wear heels anymore. Like my feet just kill. I'm, I'm like, sure I'm like an old lady. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I'm no an old old pregnant lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm five two. Actually. Five two. Okay. I'm five two. It's the inches that matter. I'm like five two, Lady Gaga. Damn. So wow. Old. I'm sitting at like five nine and a half. I know. I love it. I'm like six foot. Mark, no, you're not. No, Mark, he's five <laughs> no. foot eight, I think. No, five I eight. Am, I am. I am. I am. How is it being pregnant in the pandemic? Um, you know what? I feel like I'm on like the better end of the pandemic pregnant because there were so many women that were like in the thick of it where it was like they couldn't leave and you know you so couldn't true. be vaccinated and it was like. Yeah, treacherous. I feel like I'm, even though it's still pandemic time, it's a lot less scary. So yeah, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It gives me a good excuse to hibernate and 
stay indoors. Right. I like to hide away anyway during, I mean, my first pregnancy, I, I don't think a lot of my friends even knew until I had our, our daughter. That, yeah. Cause I was just like, oh, this is not a good look for me. I should just stay at home. <laughs> and she actually has a really, really beautiful, unique name. We were talking about at Paris oh, Hilton's yeah, Zaf- bridal shower. Sapphire. Yeah. Gorgeous, spelled with a Z. Spelled with a Z. Or a Z. A Z, like we like to say. As we say. I love that name. Never heard it before in in my life. Made it up. Really? From where? My head. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I saw a a sapphire and I thought, I thought, why not throw a Z on that shit? Wait, you're killing me. <laughs> I wanted something really unique. And I know this sounds crazy, but I actually, the truth of it all is that I was having such a hard time um, choosing and figuring out a name. And I, I remember one night I was, I actually it was Halloween and I was like, I was getting close to her birth and I was just like, I had said to the universe, I was like, please, I realize I'm not going to be able to come up with this on my own. I need your help. Like whatever this child's name is supposed to be, just show me her name. And I really, really screamed at the universe. And um, that that evening I actually saw Zaphire. I saw her name and I was like, okay, I got it. Figured oh my it God. out. Yeah. So I'm hoping for the second pregnancy. I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna start yelling at the universe soon because I I don't have anything yet. So. You have nothing yet. Nothing. Oh, I was gonna ask you because that's such a genius name, and I, I kept know. thinking like that is so brilliant of, of a name. I, I can't go with like Tom. Well, you could if you wanted to because I mean, you already could. have Sapphire. Uh, yeah, hers is cool enough. You named them all gemstones, diamond. Right. Well, I do love Garnet, but um, we know mm, Garnet. I love, I Garnet. love Garnet. It sounds almost like a last name. Yeah, I see what you said. Oh my yeah. God, the Gardner 401, the, the, the Gardner? The Gardner. The highway. Oh my God, the Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian jokes. That would be amazing. <laughs> You're like, try the 405, bitch. <laughs> the 405 is so insane. Is that in California? Yeah, this is sounding like the SNL skit. Yeah, like, we take the you four, are. Take Yeah, the Fairfax four, down. To the 405. Have you ever hosted SNL? I almost hosted SNL and then I, I totally chickened out. This was many years it's ago. Scary. What? It's scary. I know. You got the opportunity and you didn't? It's intense. I. It's very scary. There was a little talk. If I was interested, they sort of put some feelers out, and and um, mm-hmm. I was I was too young. I was too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was confident enough at that time. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat now, but no. I then it wasn't. I just wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I'm guessing ready. this was like ten years ago, because even ten years ago, SNL was even bigger than now. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. It was really. It was. It was right around the girl next. Yeah. It was like girl next door time. Twenty four mm-hmm. was still on and. Um, I had just done old school and yeah, it was just, it was around a really, it was a good moment for me, but it was just like, yeah, it was too much, too overwhelming. You got to know when to say no sometimes I feel or yeah, just or be what like, you're capable of. exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I might blow that. Like it's not the right time. It could go both ways. Like if you suck, it would be really bad. Now I try to like not let my fear or anxiety get in the way of opportunities Cause I think I did really miss out on some things probably like that, for example, that my fear and my insecurities got in the way of me just going, screw it. Like what's the worst that could happen? I had a lot in my earlier career where I felt like I had to be perfect or felt like every performance had to be so spot on. And I worked really hard at trying to like control all of that. And then when I started doing, it's funny, when I got out of drama and I started doing comedy, 
I, there was a newfound freedom that I kind of had discovered where I was like, kind of let go of a lot of those barriers for myself. And it was like, it's okay to fall on my face. It makes sense. No one is going to, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. Like, you know, but I, as as a young actor, I was like, I just didn't want to get fired. I just wanted to be great every time. And so things like SNL were like, oh, I don't, there's no way I would fail completely. And, but then you know, you get older and you have more experience and you get more confident. And I was like, you know, I could see myself, I try really to not like let those things deter and, and stop me from doing things. Now I actually like look for things that are kind of fearful, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like I think that's yep. when you're really flowing is when yes. you're like, bring me the things that terrify me because I feel like those are the things that I'm going to like are going to shine. Right. And if you don't feel that adrenaline, like I feel like as people in the entertainment industry, we are people with, um, you know, adrenaline junkie syndrome. Like we just want to feel right. So I feel like the more you get older, the more you're like, that sounds kind of fun. And I actually want to say something, this may be totally left field, but well, two things actually starting with, I was like the biggest fan of popular mechanics for kids and 24. And I watched literally every single episode of every single thing that you were on. Oh my gosh. Like completely Did obsessed. Did you watch Popular Mechanics like at home, at school? Like I watched school. it before school. Before school. You, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, right, so right, right. we would, yeah, it would be reruns. I don't think that that would be when the new episodes aired, but me and my brothers, I would make them watch for you. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. I'm fangirling. Yeah, and I really, I, I totally like have just been with you for your whole thing. So I really love that 24 was so like drama for yes. you and you were feeling that like I relate I with that I, and you know what I felt like I needed that coming off of something like that as a child actor and um but it's interesting like popular mechanics was as fun as it was and as great as it was you know to do and you're sort of doing it now in that interview style where you are not the one you know being interviewed but you're like asking the questions right it's not easy there's an art to it like there's a flow there's a rhythm but yeah I mean that was a really um that was a really fun time and I did I did learn a lot from that and you were young too really young. you were literally like 16 I saw you I forget when I had watched it but I saw you as my equal age yeah like I never thought this girl is uh, more mature than me she's she's on tv I was like I could do that she's killing it like I really always oh my God, felt representation. that representation. Yeah, no, full on, like full on. And I really think it's so important now because like just to be visible and also to go back to your first point of doing something that scares you. Right. And my, I am a huge person that believes my mom always said, do one thing a day that scares you. That's amazing. Because no you never said that to me. You're just never going to, you're never going to know when people aren't going to be calling your name or asking you to do these things. So if they ask you to do a project, say, yeah, unless you're like double booked or something back bad, you know, like just just go off and do it because I feel like it you never know who you're going to touch. You never know who you're going to like really inspire and prick on the head and like you really did imprint on me. Oh wow, that's amazing. You did. I yeah. I love hearing that. And I don't know if you felt it at uh Paris's bridal shower. Oh no, it was so sweet. You came on and I was like I knew exactly who you were and you were like, "Oh my god, we're finally meeting." And I was like, it was so interesting because it was like instantly it felt comfortable like we'd known each other but we had never met before. But yet, you know, there was that thing where I've I've seen sort of you come up now and then you saw me sort of come up. So, you know, yeah, there's that thing where I feel like we both, um, you know, being from Canada, there was that little little something. I, everyone was looking at us like, do they know each other? Or do no, they I know. know each other? What's <laughs> happening? And there's always the height difference, the physical <laughs> the physical space in the room. I was in my six inch platform. I had a massive belly. <laughs> 
How long have you been in the U.S. for? Because your Canadian accent is gone. I think I heard you say popular. Popular. Um, no, yeah, my notes. I, I don't sound like Brooklyn Heights, that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Brooklyn Heights still has that thick accent. It's crazy. She's putting it on. She she's keeps putting it. it that's on. what I'm going to say. Oh. She's a show queen. I feel like she's like a dancer, singer. Okay, so she's like, she wants to keep that Canadian. I think so. She must be. Because I have you ever heard her speak like that in person, Gigi? I actually have. And I call her on it because the aboots and the. Yeah, I the aboots are so strong. It's thick. It's thick. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's thick. It, yeah, it's it's no A's. It's all O's. Double yes. double O's. Yes. Speaking of Brooklyn, yeah. Let's talk about Canada's drag yes. race. Oh my gosh, I've been dying for you to bring this up. Yeah, I've been dying to hear you speak on this. Okay. So, so for anybody that doesn't know, Alicia actually opened up Canada's Drag Race. Yeah. The original host. The yes, I did not know what I was walking into. First of all, you know, and I told you this a little bit at Paris's. I. I'm such a huge fan of everything Drag Race, everything okay. RuPaul. RuPaul and I worked together on a show called Happy Endings. He came on and to do um, a, a guest spot show. on. Thank you, a guest spot on that show. And he was like, "I have this show." Da da da. Anyway, I end up finding it. At the time, it was on. It was on something other than VH1 at first, and it was like, it was Logo. Yeah. So I started on Logo. Then it went to VH1, and then it's like, now it's on all these streaming things, and then they were going to do the Canadian one, and I got an email saying, hey, we're doing Canada's Drag Race, would you like to be a judge? Just putting the feelers out. I'm like, would I like to? Hell yeah. We, we, I'm going to, I'll this die. Is in the, I, it's in the stars. I literally am like, <laughs> this is what I was meant to do. Yes. I was freaking out. So I'm like, absolutely. So once they found out that I wanted to do it, they were like, well, how about you come on and do the first episode of the first season? And I went, oh my gosh, this is so major. This is so huge. So I was just on cloud nine and so excited. And so I get there not realizing that like there's going to be some kinks because one, it's never happened. It's the first season. Right. It's, it's the first episode. And I did get a little heat for saying some of those iconic rue lines because. Oh, is that what it you was were for? The job. heat. I know. But, you know, it's funny. It's like I and I don't understand why the format of it for Canada was that. But when I got there, I just, I listened to the producers. They were like, listen, Brooklyn's going to say these lines. You're going to say these ones. And I was like, I was so gagged to be able to say like, don't fuck it up. Like I literally was so excited to say any of those iconic lines. As it should be though. Like anybody getting to be able to say those lines, uh, even getting an earpiece. When I was there as a guest judge, I'll, I'll yeah. talk about it later, but I feel like it is such a privilege. Like anything that Honor. RuPaul touches uh, is like, okay, so this is this is set in stone and everyone feels great about it. Right. So I was like, I'm not a producer on this. This is not my call. I'm here to just to be the guest judge and um, what are you going to do say no but in hindsight and we talked about this I thought maybe I should have said well no in hindsight I, th I thought you know after hearing the backlash I totally kind of I got it I was like how dare how dare I say no. those lines can you talk about backlash a little bit like what exactly were people saying because the fandom is crazy the I fandom mean was crazy it was like why is this girl saying these iconic rue lines why isn't Brooklyn saying them she's the host and I was like I got it and I was like when I was there I think I should have just instead of being in my excitement of it all I should have put my little producer pink hat on and right. said hmm you know maybe I shouldn't say those lines maybe those should be for Brooklyn but I was just go honestly 
I was going with the flow. That I, I swear to God. No, I, I bet. Was, yes, I was going absolutely. With the flow. I was ready. I was team player. I was ready to like whatever you guys want me to do. I can't even believe I'm here. I remember going backstage and going behind the mirror where they're all getting ready. I had that moment too. I, I thought they out. could. I thought they could see me. Me too. And I kept. I I kept laughing. I kept and they dying. were like, "Relax. The ceiling is. There's no like ceiling a, on it. So yeah, wait. Like, so it's double mirror it's inside double the workroom. You yes. can see from outside to the inside. You can see the queens because there's camera guys and stuff. You know when you know when they have those really great. Well, first of all, when they're doing their makeup and they're having those really great in-depth conversations, the emotional moments. Oh yes. my gosh, the emotional moment. I mean, so those there's camera guys there, and so they have this double, yeah, double-sided mirror. Oh my gosh, it is such a trip. It's crazy because oh. so season one actually, I want to bring this up because I had the same experience. So season one, it was in a warehouse, and you guys filmed in the winter, so you were in freezing, freezing cold weather, <laughs> right? So when we filmed, it was. It was summer. Like when I went out in my so dress, lucky. it was so pretty lucky. much, I mean, I was hotter outside than I was inside, but it was because of the AC yeah. and the humidity. Oh no! But Shivering. I remember going right behind the mirror oh. and it's not like true crime, how you see on like, you know, I don't know. Any like interrogations double, or what, like it, the cops looking at it. It's bright. It looks is. like when they look in the mirror, it feels like they see you and you're like, oh, I no, swear. Because they, they can't see you. You're the guest judge. It's like, I know. And you don't want to like reveal yourself before it's like too early. And I swear, I'm like, it's like they're looking into your soul when they're doing their makeup in the mirror and you're looking at oh them on God, the other side. Oh my God, you stood there in front of them? <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, my eyeballs were like, I wanted to see everything. I didn't want to leave and they're like, Alicia, we need you now. I'm like, can I just have five more minutes? Can I just have five more minutes to stare at these guys? They're so good. Uh-huh. Those girls was- are going to listen to this and think, oh my God, Alicia Cuthbert was fucking staring at I me was, while I was doing my makeup. <laughs> I was number one creep. Number one creep. I actually saw when I walked in, the girl were still in boy mode they hadn't started their uh drag transformations yet so i had walked in behind the double mirrors and i was looking at them and i was thinking to myself who is who is that who is that i know them as their drag faces like i know the girls i just i was so gagged i was like i know a couple but i had wished that i had seen that because i want them right in my face yeah and some some were in some were out so there was like they were in different because it was also a design challenge so they had some of them were still sewing and stuff like that but and juice box I don't know if you remember. But I love juice, juice Box, yes. Oh, and so do I. And But Juice Box looks so different out of drag. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was I was like, who's that? I was like, they were like, that's Juice Box. I was like, what? I was like, I am so confused right now. That man with a beard? That man with a beard is Juice Box. I'm so confused. Um, but yeah, it I was uh, it was crazy. Wait, Alicia, do you remember that lip sync? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Who do you think should have won? I lemon was lemon really I fought okay okay, but listen I fought so hard behind the scenes for lemon because I felt like she had done some like drops and splits and she just had brought a little bit more flavor to me but I and I love juice box so much you know what the first episode is so hard you never want to see that first queen go home of course I mean that is going to be you get to meet every single queen first of all, which is so an honor and a thrill because you get to see every you you got you didn't get to see everybody. Oh God, maybe hopefully season three. Hey, yeah, get wow. on that first episode. But it's <laughs> but that's the but then there's the flip side of the first episode, which is like that first queen's got to go. Um, and I know that Brooklyn really loved, uh, and ha- and personally knew Ju- Juice Box. I mean, we spent 
deliberating so much time. I don't know how I much. I heard time. that. I heard that. Do you actually deliberate for real, for reals? Oh, that for was real. That was real. the biggest mm-hmm. shock to me. Yeah. I had thought watching the show for years. Producers. I, I had thought that it was just producers no. and you go off mm-hmm. and you, I mean, no, you don't even go off. You sit in your chair. The judges sit. They get a little we earpiece or something. We went off. So did we. Oh, oh you my did episode. go off. Yes. Yeah, and it got and yeah. I had like a separate dressing room because I was the guest judge yeah. and I was kind of wandering around as I do. And I saw where all the main judges were and I just poked my head in and I said, hey, can I come in? They were all crying. All of them were really upset. And I, I was know. like, let's talk through this. And they asked my opinion. And yes. I was like, this is really, really major. And then yeah. when we came back onto set, uh, the producer screamed over the mic, breaths, girls. And the two girls who were lip syncing went, <sighs> Like they had just finished and I was like, okay, this is the TV gold. I said, so this, because we had deliberated so long, they weren't, they weren't out of breath anymore. Brooklyn was like, that's it. We've got to have a, a, you know, a conversation. Now I wasn't a a meeting with the other producers and um, yeah, the main judges went into this sort of private room. Same thing. I was sort of outside of that. And then I was like, I I did the same as you. I popped my my head and I was like, can I give my two cents? Or is that, is that was like. Do you mind? Like, I feel like I've flown all the way over here. I feel like I just want to say one thing. That death drop was crazy. <laughs> if you send Lemon home, it's a crime. <laughs> I love oh, my that. God. Agree to disagree. But I oh, know. Wow. But how do you? I, it's tough. It's, it's crazy, so though, because when, when you're there, though, it's so different. Like, they could perform like shit. And I would have been like, that's the best drag show I've ever seen. Because it's so loud. The lights. Like, I was like, I don't even really remember what happened. It was just so much fun. Oh, it's it's such a great show. And in person, it's like... Like surreal to focus is such a big, I think, uh, feat for a judge yeah. to be able to put all that out and really focus on what they're doing and and put your personal feelings aside for for the girls that you may or may not know, you know, so that that was the other thing, too. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What was the biggest surprise for you guys? I think, honestly, the judging thing for me, the definitely. Really? Yeah, and also it was really funny because I'm not punny. You know, I oh, think right. I'm Coming pretty with like, funny mm-hmm. on the spot, mm-hmm. like whatever stand up moments, but I'm not punny. So I was really there being like, you guys are really going to have to tell me what to say if you want some like runway puns, like, or you're going to have to like give me the looks so I could brainstorm. The things they came up with were so funny and stupid. Yeah, silly. That we would really laugh. And like in the episode, there are there's laughter of us laughing about how stupid we sound. Yep. And when you watch it, it's it's complete it hits. I still don't want to believe though that like someone's feeding 
Michelle Visage, like those little one-liners. I think her and Rue made up the pun moment. Yeah. And everyone else needs to follow suit those behind be their real. punniness. Yeah. And everyone's like, we need help. We're yes. not like that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's built around RuPaul. Like, we're they're punning because of Rue. So I'm sure Rue loves it. They didn't put it on Rue, right? So I don't even know what a pun is at this point. <laughs> like I know a haiku <laughs> you know, We write limericks A little one liner A little zing zing I'll give a zing Not a not a limb I know It was like It was so I was the same as you I, Were you? I, I was just so in awe Of them coming down the runway That I was like I wasn't start gonna start freestyling Like funny little anecdotes Right You know I was just like I was like, oh my gosh, writing their names down, how I felt about it. I didn't know how much of the judging I was going to need to do, so I wanted to be like totally prepared. Right. Crazy. So, something else I did, I, we did the walkthrough. When you got to set the first time, did they give you like a little walkthrough and bring you on stage in like no clothing, no ma- hair, makeup, nothing? Yeah. I did that with one of the guys and I broke a light bulb right off the bat, ah. shattered it with my little sneaker and I was like, oh my God, worst first impression ever. My hair is wet, fresh out of the shower, no makeup, sunglasses. I'm like... I'm the worst guest judge of life. Did you bring your own hair team and makeup team? Or did you? I didn't. No, I just used theirs. Okay. And I did the same thing. And I was like, they're great. They're amazing. And I did, but I did like two hours of hair. I was like, really enjoying. Is that a lot? That's a light day. Oh, (laughs) it is. Well, not for something like this. I feel like on TV, it's a long time. I probably did honestly like three and a half, four that day. Just kept touching up. Yeah. Do you know who did it? Was it Victor Peters or no? Victor didn't. I actually did my own makeup. So maybe not three and a half, four. Probably two hours of straight blowout on my hair because I had tape ins at the time. Yeah. So it was just a lot of tugging and pulling. I also got a little bit of heat for my ponytail. (laughs) Why? I had this like like, crazy like Madonna ponytail. It was like, it was like really, anyway. Like super high? It was super high but what I didn't I think the way like my head was tilted or something like it was kind of crooked and there was like afterwards there it wasn't like perfectly straight okay yeah so I got a couple of like memes where it was like like at, I'm the ponytail it was at, it was at one o'clock instead of noon I'm dying it I'm was dying. amazing well now that's just clever but those I like <laughs> yeah well those now that's I just was, funny like, I was actually like living for those like that heat bring it because oh I was God. like I need these in my life. This right. is so good. I was like, I had no idea my ponytail was off by like an hour. And probably no one else did or else they would have fixed it. Yeah. I mean, no one said anything. Everyone was like, you, you know what? Amazing. They're fired. That hair person is fired now. <laughs> right. Ugh, no I feel that. like the, the <laughs> fandom is just so intense. It can be really good, really bad in between. Yeah. They can like you. They can hate you. But I think here on Queerified, we were obsessed with you. Oh, And my when gosh. you said that you had seen me before and you're yes. like, you said you just did Drag Race, didn't you? I was like, yeah. oh my God, she knows. Because I saw your preview and I, because of course, I, you know, when they do like a, a little teaser for the season and I saw you and I was like, <gasps> and by the way, you, oh my God, on that episode are like, how have we not spoken about this? I'm so sorry. Let's just er, stop everything. <laughs> what the F? I ha- Wait, what? how did we go even further than this without saying like you looked ridiculous oh my I was god like, thanks guys uh, uh, <laughs> I, I was like I couldn't talk I was like literally dying I it's was like, been my dream to do that so I knew exactly how I wanted to look and I said if I'm gonna go on that stage I'm gonna bring it I felt like that's what I wanted for myself too and in my head I looked like that you did no I did, you did. no but I was like I was like oh my god this is Gigi looks exactly like Every person wants to look when they come on this show. Oh, I, it was like wow. so nuts. It was so out of control. Could I love you more? But I don't know. The, and how about the way all the girls reacted when they found out that you were 
that yeah, you that were, was yeah. really sweet. I, I was like gonna cry, and then Kendall Gender was yeah. like, she was almost like she was in tears. Well, her and I share very similar stories. Oh, okay, I which didn't is know so that. crazy. Yeah, we're very open about our relationship. So she's dating a trans woman, and oh, okay. I'm really open about dating my trans husband. So, Got and it. I had known her before and been oh, a huge kn- fan of her. I didn't know that. And there's so much, you know. The other thing but that really so surprised sweet. me was. The, the lengthiness of each girl that you go through, it's really long. And like as the guest judge, I went last. So it was very much Brooklyn, Brad, Amanda, and then me. So I was like, okay, I got to think of something new to say because all of them took my took my opinions. But every like there's so many moments I had with the girls on stage that obviously didn't make it to episode no, because of gotta, the time. Yeah, of course. But like there's so many moments you have with those girls on stage, which is why these connections are so meaningful oh, yeah. past the show. Like why RuPaul and Michelle and like us, you know, we have these connections towards these queens because th- we've seen things that other people don't get to see. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest honors I had on that show. Yeah. And they were so, so thrilled that you were there and it meant the world to them, which was so incredible to see. I mean, that's what you want from a guest judge. Like you were the perfect guest oh, judge. Alicia. You looked oh. insane. Oh, I can't with you. Oh my God. Alicia, I want to ask you a question. Um, have you read Gigi's book? No. You haven't read Gigi's book? Did you know that you're in it? No. <laughs> yes. You're in it. I'm in I have book? it. I have it here. Yes. You're in this book. And I actually want to read a little. <gasps> I'm, sw- a I'm little sweating. Snippet. I'm not going to be so stupid, but I told you that I die for you. So you're in the chapter called Icons I Die For. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to read it all because it's so <gasps> embarrassing. I see my name right here. You're a, you're on the same page with Lady Gaga and Celine Dion. What is happening? <laughs> oh my God. I live for you. <gasps> I live for you. Gigi. So basically, I'm just going to read the little end. Um, I said, this is about Alicia Cuthbert. I was obsessed with her and I wanted to look like her. Did I mention she's Canadian? She was this blonde, gorgeous bombshell. Oh my God, am I slurring in front of Alicia? I'm so nervous. I'm nervous. You're making me nervous. This is insane. Okay, okay, okay. I can't believe this. Okay, did I mention she's Canadian? She was this blonde, gorgeous bombshell and she was my beard. (laughs) You know how gay guys have girlfriends and call them their beard? Well, she was mine. She was the background on my computer screen. I really was consumed with her. But deep down, I just wanted to look like her. Ah! (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, I loved you. No, you were my first girl crush. I really did like love you. But also deep down, I think subconsciously, I was like, I really love that blonde, sexy bombshell girl. And I think that's why you like imprinted on me so much. That is incredible. Oh, my. There were posters on the wall and everything. I was obsessed with you 24. Hello. You are so amazing. And I can't, I mean, to think that I had anything to do with like a vision for you that felt right is like so incredible. I I was honored. Right time, right place. I mean, I don't want to creep you out. Wacky. Really, like, gotta say it. Hello. You gotta say it. You are so sweet. I need this book. Well, we love. Oh, I have copies downstairs. I'll give you one. Oh yes. my god! Yes. I'm gonna okay. show everybody this in my life. Okay, Mark, can we move on? No, <laughs> embarrassing. No, not embarrassing. <laughs> 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to actually ask you one last question just to go off of Canada's Drag Race. So you are like a serious actress. I want to know, I'm familiar with so many of your projects, 24, Happy Endings, um, uh, House of Wax, Girl Next Door. Oh my God, House of Wax. How have we not talked about House of Wax? That's how I know Paris. That's why I've been still friends with her since the movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And she loves you. I've talked with her She's about you before. So sweet. She's obsessed. Um, I want to know one of your most uh, meaningful projects that you still kind of carry with you. Because I know actresses, people who are in the industry, they bring on characters with them right right yeah like what was one that you whether it was like a cult classic or something unexpected I think I carry all of them like little pieces of everything you know um it's interesting I like 24 like they're just such moments in the timeline of my life and my career that I can't help but each one having it be a sort of stepping stone into the next thing, into the next thing. Right. Um, so they they are all really special for different reasons. 24, I mean, I was so young and so eager to make it here in California. Mm-hmm. And like, Is this where you filmed it? Yeah. Okay. And it was the one, it was the project that kept me here and made me not have to go back to Canada and like for go to seasons Col- right yeah. is this how you got your visa 24 yeah okay I was thinking about yeah. that I was like I wonder what the moment she got yeah. her visa was and you know like coming yeah. from Canada like so hard you know making it here and yes. feeling like you've done it you don't have to go back unless you you know you want to and you can and you can just do that so for a long time I I mean I couldn't even go home to visit because I was in the process of visas and green cards and da 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 so yeah it's so difficult and so it was a process and I missed a lot of family things and but you know when you're dedicated and you you know that this is right and this is what you want to do. So it was just 24 was very special. It was. And it seasons was and seasons, seasons and seasons. Jack seasons. Bauer. So iconic. You still talk to him? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I oh, just, love that. It's so funny. It was so crazy. I just did a, a podcast actually, or not a podcast, but like a Zoom thing, reunion, like a Zoom reunion because it was the 20th anniversary, believe it or not. That's insane. I'm getting old. Oh my God. 20th? What? Yeah, I know. So from the day it aired. So it was wow. so crazy. Uh, November 9th was, yeah, 20 years ago. Oh insane my gosh so yeah so that was a real trip going back and like reminiscing about that was so wild every episode if people aren't familiar you basically got kidnapped yeah shot yeah. at yeah uh, oh <laughs> thrown in the like, back when, of a truck oh whatever they could do to me they it was did insane it was attacked like by a cougar when will she die yeah. like yeah. every episode was something it was like insane. you'd get away for five minutes yeah. and then it'd be like do do yeah. And you get kidnapped again. So crazy. It was everything though. The, you know, the you know which one the one movie though that you'd probably be surprised that was like the most difficult was The Girl Next Door. Really? How so? Because the the not the pressure, but the To be hot. Yeah. Sexy, yeah. Yeah. I think to live up to the expectations of every guy's fantasy. Because of the girl, of what that girl next door would be. And and the funny thing about it was that we, I had a great conversation with the director, Luke Greenfield, about how 
in Weird Science, you never saw Kelly LeBrock naked. It would like, pe- do you remember there was like, in, did you ever see Weird Science? I didn't, know. It's really fun. But movie. I could imagine, yeah. So there's this shower scene where these two nerds sort of like create like the perfect woman. Okay. And they do this like pan shot of, you know, from her head to her feet. And you think, okay, you're definitely going to see. But they kind of like cut back to the boys right at the perfect time where they don't see any like major nudity. But there's like, you know, it's still. Like nipple curve. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you it still, gives you, a fantasy. You, you, it's a fantasy, but it's like then you could kind of create what you thought in your mind was like the perfect woman. For you, not so much. No, well, there was, but yeah, but in the movie, in The Girl Next Door, I remember saying to the director, like when we have those scenes where he sees me, you know, next door, there was like side, there was like a little bit of nudity, but there wasn't full frontal, there wasn't full nudity. Right. So I think it gave, you know, everyone a chance to kind of come up with in their own minds what this woman. Theater of the mind. Exactly. And so, but that was really, that was a really hard, that was a stretch for me because it was like having Oh, to, come on. No, no it wasn't. Because I just felt, no, it was like having to get into that like full body makeup, full like hair, hair extension. It was my first take, like taste of like really going full on with hair, makeup, the whole deal. And I was like, wow, this is a trip. Like this right. is really out of my comfort zone. It goes back to what you were saying, I could imagine, with wanting to do well. Like and you being, wanted to yes, be that girl. For everybody. Right. And it was really a high standard and really not realistic. And then after that, it was like, then there was this projection of other people feeling like I had to look like that all the time. Oh, yes. And then there was this it's like your brand all of a sudden. It was a brand mm-hmm. and I had to break away from that brand. And I think that's why the, sort of the House of Waxes sort of came. And I tried to kind of go towards things like that because I wanted to sort of break that perfection of of the girl next door. I love that, that was really, really hard to keep sustaining, you know. And, and it was during a time when and you probably remember this was like the era of like Maxim and FHM. And, FHM, yes. Oh, my God. And they were, putting me, they were putting me on all those lists. And I was just like, this is not wow. what I am. Yeah. This is not. You know, it, it's so it funny because for me. so many girls in Hollywood, especially the sexy ones, the ones that are like, I want, they go to the surgeon's office. I want blank blank's nose. I want blank blank's boobs, whatever. I want blank blank's butt. They're all the most insecure girls because of that. They've just been smoke and mirrored for so long. And it's so crazy because in The Girl Next Door, you look so natural. You look, I'm sure if anybody were to Google pictures right now, it literally just looks like they threw you in low rise jeans, a bra, a wet shirt, whatever it may be. But you know, we all know what goes behind that. Yeah. Full body makeup, hair extensions, like you said. I think I also had a little bit of like, even after like that FHM thing and the Maxim thing, where in my like early 20s, I had like sort of body dysmorphia afterwards because of how much it was retouched. I didn't. You're like, I kind of look like that then, huh? For yeah, that shoot. I thought that's what I looked like. <laughs> right. I literally thought. <laughs> oh, it's so mean. That was that's... a time of Photoshop though. Like that was, was like. And I was like, wow, I turned that photo shoot out. And severe Photoshop. So like they really scoop your back out and really bring the but yeah Yeah, like make your arms toothpicks like insane I had no idea that they were messing with my arms my shoulders my elbows I was like oh I was like wow I really and so the body dysmorphia kicks in because you're Mm -hmm. like how come I'm not looking like what is Mm -hmm. wait what happened I've been working out yeah I I, it was there was a real like I had to really rediscover like what I was about and who I was and it was really interesting. 
I love that you're talking about that. It's really, really important. Yes. I feel like for for people on this podcast, it is it is our safe space. Yeah. And I mean, I, there's definitely people listening that are going through that. And I, I go through that too sometimes. Yeah. I really do. I mean, do. you have to, and you always look so great. And I feel like you're so good on social media. It must be, is it difficult for you to like, feel like you have to represent everything? Like, are you ever just in like, your sweats or like what? oh god yes yes yeah? see what i do okay so good. what i do how i balance it internally because i think people have body dysmorphia and especially trans people do right it's a, so much deeper so i yeah. feel like what i do is i full glam it okay and then i reel it all the way back okay fresh out of the shower sweats hair slicked back no makeup like right. really give them the Which realness still stunning well thank you but not compared to obviously right. but i feel like everyone now is so so photoshopped so perfect yeah. that it's just it, you just got to make yourself sane. Yeah. Right. And you know what's so funny? Like, I am so not, I don't like getting glam. Like, I, do, okay. Yeah. I'm did like, you ever? No. Never. You never did. Never. Okay. Yeah. Cause I live for it. But, you really are. But I'm not saying it because of that. I, I honestly, I'm just sort of like, oh, I was just always like, some people I'm don't. More of like, you I'm, just cringed at two hours before, oh, earlier. Cringe. Here's the thing. <laughs> but you know me from the beginning, like that, the girl, like that popular mechanics for kids girl. Yes. That was me. Right. That was me. That's me. I'm more of like, I think I'm like at, at, at the core, like more of a tomboy in a lot of ways. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love feel that. like I have more fun with fashion than I do with glam. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I just, like, I'm a little bit more quirky because I think I have an artistic side that I'm like, I use fashion in a way to like, just have fun. But like glam, like when I look at the Kardashians, I'm exhausted. It is. You really got to love it. You, you have to. to love it. So I'm always so impressed and so blown away by the girls that just live for it. Yeah. I live for it because I know the end goal, but I'm I'm the kind of girl it's too. It's also therapeutic for you. Oh, I live. See? I do it myself. Like I love doing my makeup. I right. love it, love it, love it. But I'm the kind of girl too where I'll get ready from the neck up, like full full hair, full makeup, and then just wear sweats. With little okay. sneaks. So the fashion <laughs> maybe not is me, right? Like it, it all comes. Yeah. I just love feeling gorge. Yeah. I love it. Love it, love, love. Like in the face. I love that. I need tips. Not at all. I need tips from you. We might be like yin and yang about <laughs> know, it. Honestly. That's amazing. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us on Queer or Foundry. Will you stay and answer a couple of questions yes. from our fans? Yes, I would love to. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome back. We are here with the one, the only, Alicia Cuthbert. Hi. And we are going to answer some of your queries. If you guys don't know, we have a hotline here on Queerified. You can reach it at one eight four four queries That's Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Nothing is off limits. And today we're with Alicia Cuthbert. So right? let's get like, into it. You could have called in and Alicia Cuthbert could have answered your question. So <laughs> here we go. Love our it. first query. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. This is Kayvon calling again from Los Angeles, California. Um, I did end up coming out to my family <laughs> before the episode came out. I don't even know if I'm in it. But it went well. They're very supportive. 
recorded, which is just a dream. I'm so grateful for it, and I'm so happy that I just don't have to hide now. But I do have another question <laughs> that I do have um, an advice query, I guess. So I have some friends um, that I feel like they – I feel like we're becoming very distant, and I don't really know why. I, I, I see one of them at work all the time. We're fine. But they don't really invite me out anywhere, um, and they don't really respond um, whenever I, like, talk in the group chat. If they do, it's, like, pretty short. And, like, I, I just, like, I'm not really sure what's going on. I, like, haven't really said or done much to them at all. Like, I haven't done anything negative at all to them. I mean, one time, like, I, I told one of the friends in the group, like, it was just, like, kind of rude, like, this and this happened. And she was like, I know, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm just, like, very busy. And, you know, and I understood it. And I, we, like, I learned from that. But, like, I, I understand being busy. Sorry, this is going on for, like, 20 years. Jesus. But I just want to know, like, what should, should I, how do I go about, like, seeing, like, what's, what's up, you know? Like, how do I go about doing that, asking that, without, like, making things awkward? Love you. Thank you for that query. First of all, congratulations on coming out. We're glad that it went well. Um, this is a great question. I've never gotten this question before. Do you, Gigi, do you have anything to say? Do you want to go first? Oh, I, I actually was going to pass it off to Alicia, but I do have a little bit to say. So congrats on coming out. So glad to hear from you again. That is so major. So happy that it went well. Um, as far as the friendships go, I think it's pretty natural to stray from certain kinds of people. And I think communication is obviously number one within friendships and re- any kind of relationship. You know, if, if you feel things are weird and you care to make it better, you do have a phone. They do have a phone. Pick up the phone uh, and and talk to them, you know, schedule something. Um, but it sounds like things are weird. Alicia, I was going to wonder, because we we have gotten questions like this in the mm-hmm, past. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've had friends that have gone sour, yeah. gone great. Yeah. You've had friends for a decade. And he was talking about these are friends from work, right? Oh, I didn't even hear I that I think part. one of them was from work. So just like a bunch of, yeah. I always find that's tricky because it's I like... Don't, I don't mix. I know. I That was, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, it's really hard to expect work friends to act sort of like friend friends, you know, BFFs. BFFs, Exactly. So to expect from them the sort of same result you would from like a BFF is really difficult. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, we have said, so we are like the, one of the only friends that we have for over a decade. Um, and we always say a decade. Well, more than a decade. No, it's we're been not at, 20 years. We're not at two decades yet. No, we're not. <laughs> we haven't been friends since we were nine. <laughs> we got a liar in the room. <laughs> no, we always say that friends really don't require that much work when they're long-term friends. Yes. Do you agree with that? I think, yeah. Because the thing is, when when it's true friends, you're both giving of the same sort of commitment as far as investing in the friendship. So if both people are committed equally, you're going to have a really good time just being friends and staying friends. But it sounds like to me that he's committing a bit more than than the rest in 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 this avenue anyway. So I I don't know maybe. Do you think something went awry or something? I can't. I couldn't understand. Sounds like it. Something happened. Yeah, it sounds like he's up 
scared to be himself now. And first of all, no. Like if if you can't be yourself around your friends, they're not your friends. Like as awful as you may think you are, you should find friends that like you because if they don't, like that's not helpful for them. It's not healthy for you. It's not going to feel good. So um I've talked about this before, but I always used to not be able to let go. It would really upset me when things would end. But it's like Gigi said, it's very natural. And you will find your friends. You will find your people. It's just, I I don't think you should have to try with friends, basically at all. Because my friendships, I've never really had to try. So It is, right? Well, thank you so much for that query. And hopefully mm-hmm. this is just going to work yeah. itself out or, or not. Give us an update. Maybe you find a solution that we don't know. So please let us know. Okay. Our next query. Hi there. My name is Rita, and I'm a, a big bone gal from southern Alberta. My friends always say you just can't call her small. Well, um, I play a vital role in all girls' golf leagues, but have recently found in my <laughs> 40s that I prefer the company of a woman, if you know what I mean. And I'm just kind of wondering what's the best way to let these folks know what seems my plans. I'm a big fan of the show. And uh, love your guys' work. And I guess I'll just end this call with, stay gorgeous. Rita, thank you so much for that question. She's um, adorable. Rita from- She's everything. <laughs> She's Is everything. she a country singer? <laughs> I need to meet her. <laughs> Southern Alberta, did she say? Yeah. Yes. And I was like, where does she get that accent in Alberta? Yeah, I think she might have been faking it. <laughs> By the way, that's not how we sound in Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) So she's a very good actress. You should come up to Hollywood and bring that little accent of yours, girl. Oh, my God. She was like, I'm just a big bone girl from from Alberta. (laughs) They just can't call me small. (laughs) I mean, what? I love it. That was adorable. And she's like, you know, I like the ladies. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean, I'm like, there's only one way to mean it. (laughs) You said it. (laughs) So what was the question? How did she tell her friends? Well, how do you how do you come out as someone in your forties? I don't think I've had to give advice to a forty something year old about coming out. Ooh, I wonder who. I mean, she, mean every? Did she mean everybody or just no? Well, herself. The girl. She's herself. oh herself. I see. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think honestly, mm-hmm. just just like everyone else does, right? Like 16, 40, 80. What, however, whatever the age, I think it's just really important to just speak to who you are. And I feel that also there's a sense of agelessness to coming out because when you do come out, you feel reborn in a way. Like I know when I came out as trans, I was like, so I'm zero years old again. And I really was kind of relearning things. And I feel like if you come out as gay or pan or bi, however you think, Rita, it, it is going to light this youthfulness inside of you. So if you're worried about being 40... It ain't no thang, honey. Listen, do you if, do you think when she comes out, she'll lose the accent? <laughs> She's gonna mess it up. <laughs> well, maybe maybe she'll have a new accent. Maybe a she'll be like accent. down Australian. I hope so. I swear that accent. I don't know. Rita, that please was, call back with the please, new accent. And please tell us where you got that accent. You have uh-huh. to. There's no. That was unbelievable. <laughs> I need to know more. I need to know more about that Southern Alberta accent. That was you crazy. are the fan fave. I will say, pick like one special person because you're going to come out to one person, your first person one time. So pick like a that. good one. Pick a good one. Anyways, Alicia, oh my gosh, this this has been 
insane. I'm speechless Unreal. right now. So Surreal. fun. I've had so much fun. You Good. Guys are Thank God. So great. <laughs> Thank I God. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on to Queerified. Can you please tell the person listening where they can find you? I actually have two movies coming out that I'm really excited about. So right before I got pregnant, I was able to sneak two films in. One's a horror film, which I hadn't done love. since House of Wax. Oh my God. What's it about? So it's about, a, I play a mother with two children who end up sort of, um, one goes uh, missing in the cellar of this uh, haunted mansion. And anyway, it's, no, it's so, it's very, yeah, it's so fun. It's really fun. Um, and it's really a lot of me throughout the whole thing. So it's, it's, uh, it was a little yes. labor of love. And I, we got to shoot it in Ireland during COVID. Was it in one of those castles that people film exactly. in? Exactly. Oh my it God. Was like yes. A dream. Fuck yes. yes. I think my dreams just came true. Yes. I love you in horror. I, and I got to like quarantine in this like little cottage by this like mansion. Oh no. No, it was incredible. It was like the, you ever see the movie The Holiday? We're Cameron, yeah. Yes. Okay, so I That's was like one of my favorites. Okay, so I was like Cameron Diaz, living Cameron Diaz's life. In the the only thing is, I didn't have Jude Law knock on my door, but other Hello. than that, I was living my best life, hiding away for two weeks. I love that. Like unbelievable! What a great experience. I love Ireland when so that come out? so much. So that should be coming out in um tw- next year. I okay. don't know the exact release okay. date. Okay, looking yes. forward to that. So it's called the Seller. Cellar. Okay. Then, Easy to remember because they get lost there. Okay. They get lost the in the cellar. <laughs> yes. And then um, the second film, actually, you're going to really love this okay. because it's Josh Dumel and myself. I play. Oh, I love I'm him. In. From- I'm in. Yeah. He's so great. But he plays, um, or it's based on a true story. It's called Bandit. It's based on a true story about an American guy who flees um, and escapes prison, comes up to Canada, and becomes one of the most notorious bank robbers of Canadian history. I fucking love it. So you're you're his like mistress, best friend? I'm I'm a girl from Ottawa that he ends up marrying and she has no idea that he's robbing banks. The wool was pulled over your eyes. It's so awesome. And oh had, my God, you you did two really good movies yes, before you got, got pregnant. Yes, I you know. You chose really good ones. I, thank you. And I'm and it's a Canadian story, which I haven't gotten to do in film. So Love I was that. really, really excited Does about it. Does it end in someone dying? Um, I don't die. But, oh my um, God, how exciting are and those? The, and the horror film has a very cool, very unusual ending as well. So like Psychological moment? It's like kind of like a mind twister. You're like, I think you're going to be gagged at the end you'll be like wow love yeah love yeah yeah, love. yeah, yeah, yeah. need to be gagged when i watch a movie yes need it. we so, have to so wait fun. a year now Aww. no well it's coming <laughs> listen we're, we're really we're almost into we're towards the end yeah happy holidays too so we're we're really close the um the bank robber film will be coming out in may okay awesome um, and then the horror film might be that um that sort of halloween season 2022 okay so. cool but yeah so two movies next year i'm wow. really excited wow and then baby next year too Very at the exciting. early start and then, um, yeah, other things that I'm just sort of like working on, but those are the two that are really um, coming out next. So that's exciting stuff. Super exciting. I mean, they'll come movies. back when they come out. We'll, we'll talk Please. again. Please. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And I'll yes. have a dress ready for the red carpet, of course. Yes. <laughs> You're coming everywhere with me now. Just inviting myself everywhere. <laughs> I We're cannot. besties for life oh, now. Please. Forget it. It's over. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, thank you so much. this was everything. And I, I hope you guys really enjoyed this because this mental this episode meant a lot to me. Me and, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, until we see you, uh, I guess yes. in, in the next episode. Exactly. See you in the theaters. See you guys. 
Thanks to our very special guest, Alicia Cuthbert, and thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. And as always, Clarified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, and review. It helps us so much. Go into it right now and follow all episodes. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next one. Thank you.